Ladies and gents, welcome to the Between the Dream podcast. I'm your host, Richard Taylor Jr. Today is Tuesday, December 4th, 2018. I hope you all are doing well. Guys, I apologize for not getting in tune with you all yesterday, but as you know, I was out of town last week and your boy got sick. I sound like Oscar the Grouch over the weekend. I'm not sure what happened, but I'm back to normal or at least almost back to normal now. And I wanted to go ahead and drop this podcast. This actually was not a scheduled episode. Um, I had something set for Friday, which I'm still going to do, but I really felt an urgency to put this out here today. And so I'm going to do that. So bear with me before we get started. I want to thank everybody who has subscribed to this podcast, everyone who has shared this podcast with their friends, every person who's donated, every person who has contributed. Thank you. If you are interested in donating to the podcast, you can do so by clicking the link in the description of this podcast. I want to send a special thank you to our sponsors at Priya.com. Io and at Fibersoul.com. Make sure you go to both of their websites, check them out. Amazing products for us as people um, when it comes to fashion on one side, but also when it comes to our automotive needs on the other. Make sure you check them out when you get some time. And they are amazing entrepreneurs. And since they're amazing entrepreneurs, I felt that it was very, very important to start this conversation off by discussing um, not only them as entrepreneurs, but entrepreneurs in general. The conversation today is going to focus a lot around entrepreneurship. Obviously, the title tells you that, but I'm, I'm, I'm making a point to say this because I don't want you all who might not be entrepreneurs to be dismayed or click out and think this doesn't um, relate to you. It might. Uh, I believe that each of us has some type of ability inside of us when it comes to something that we can create that is a, a gene of entrepreneurship in us, even though we haven't tapped into it yet. Some of us will be doing so in the future. Many of us will have to when you think about where the job market is headed. Just a heads up. So with that being said, don't click out of this too soon because it might be something in this space that can help you. And guys, this conversation is so important because many times we hear people talk about how entrepreneurship is a path out of poverty, which is very true, right? I hear so many people complain about their jobs and how they're tired of the nine to five, how they're tired of the ball and chain with the, the working command and how many of us aren't living in our passion or pursuing our dream or whatever the case might be. And this is very, very true. And while entrepreneurship can be a path out of poverty, one of the things that we fail to forget Get, I'm sorry, fail to remember is that it's not an immediate path out of poverty. Many times what we don't know is that entrepreneurs live in poverty for a very long time. They live poor. They live in lack. And there are a few reasons as to why that is. I'm going to go into detail with a lot of them. And just from a startup standpoint, we'll start there. We talk about statistics, right? And so I think it's important to really get some of the numbers out. Smallbiztrends.com actually did a really interesting survey talking about some of the startup failure rates and how a little bit more than 50% of small businesses tend to fail within the first four years, right? And if you're lucky enough to actually get past that, they say that 4% made it to the second year. The third year was only 3%. And by the time we get to the fifth year, right, after we get past that first four years where the 50% fails, when you get to that fifth year, typically only 3% make it. Guys, and that it, it, it's crazy because people don't understand a lot of the times the idea that entrepreneurs are going through if not worse, right? We, we we see people who start businesses and they got nice, pretty flyers and they're doing great branding online and all. And, and it's cool. But if we can be completely honest, guys, like 
Moggs is broke out here, okay? Like, look, I, it might be some entrepreneurs listening to this joker right now, and your bank account is sitting in the negative. And I, I get it. I'm, I'm no judgment. I'm here for you. I understand. I know what that feels like. I've lived it time and time again. I remember in my startup phase back in 2013, 2012, 2013, um, man, I literally was getting evicted and getting my car repossessed in the same month in August of 2013. And this is crazy because that was actually that pain from that incident. Both of those was what birthed the between the dream book out of me. If I can be completely honest, this is so off track from what I have in my notes. But if I could just share that with you for a minute, the pain that came from being evicted, right? Getting this notification that I have to be out of my house within 30 days and then dipping and dodging the repo man. Dude, like the there was so much going on. I had just gotten the boot taken off of my car. Like it was insane. And all of those things combined led me to a point where I I was dealing with so much pain and I didn't know which way to turn. And so for me, I decided to try and turn my pain into power. And it wasn't intentional at first. It wasn't like a, oh, I'm going to turn my pain into power type of thing. That, that's not what it was. It was me being mad at the situation. It was me being mad at God and me writing this very, very angry and spiteful like letter of all of my frustrations and where I felt like I was. What I did not realize was that what I had written would actually become a chapter in the Between the Dream book, which is my second book. Um, and it 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 turned into something that I didn't expect, right? And so there's a space of creativity and frustration, I think, um, for, for many of us. But I get it, right? The startup phase is, is so tough, right? And so I was blessed enough to make it past the four years and the five years. But even in year eight that I'm getting ready to walk into, there are still many struggles. There are still many issues that I face and that other entrepreneurs face. And I want to talk about some of the leading causes as to why small businesses fail, right? Um, they say that 46% of it is incompetence. Many of us, we have great ideas. We have witty inventions. But when it comes to actually running a business, we're incompetent when it comes to what it takes, right? We are not aware of sustainability, what that looks like. Um, many of us kind of jump into it without casting vision and really having an idea of what this business model, what this business plan, what this book, what this brand should look like. And so we've got to be very careful not to blindly walk into the, the area where we're supposed to be casting our vision into. Like I said, 46 percent of business failure comes from people being incompetent and just having no clue as to what it takes to actually run the business. Um, another 30 percent comes from unbalanced experience or a lack of managerial experience. Right. And so. This is the team aspect, and, and I know it, it, a lot of people are like, oh, it costs to have a team. It does. But one of the things that I'm learning more and more as I'm headed into year eight of entrepreneurship is being able to lean on those around me who have shown great interest. They want to help. One of the things I believe is that God sends people who have um, your vision and your, your, your mind and heart, but one of the things that I'm noticing inside of that is that it's not just about you. They possess something that will help you 
but then you also possess something that will help them. So this is that whole idea of teamwork, making the dream work right here. And so we can actually avoid being unbalanced when it comes to experience and managerial experience by being able to pay attention to the team aspect, but also being able to invest into what it takes to be a leader, right? Leadership is a huge part of running a business. It's a huge part of being an entrepreneur. It's probably one of the most important parts because you've got to know how to lead in good times and in bad. Um, and then we have 13% that comes from neglect, fraud, and disaster, right? Lack of experience in the line of good goods or services as well comes in at 11%. So these are just a few of the reasons as to why small businesses can easily fail. Um, cash flow, believe it or not, of course, believe it, cash flow is one of the biggest problems for many of us, though. Going back to my original statement of how many entrepreneurs are living poor. Guys, 82% of businesses that fail do so because of cash flow problems, right? The vast majority of startup funds came from the entrepreneur himself or herself, or maybe from a family or a friend. Maybe you've got an investor. But then it follows up to say that 77% of small businesses rely on personal savings for their initial funds, for the startup, right? And the reason why this is important is because when we celebrated Small Business Saturday, two Saturdays ago, one of the things that we thought was just, oh, we're supporting a small business, a friend that's doing really well. Yeah, it looks like that on the outside. But guys, if I can be completely honest with you, your friends are broke. Not all of them, but many of them. Most of us are, right? We are trying to make it day to day, right? And this is not a plea or a cry for help. This is just a space of understanding. Why? Because I have a lot of entrepreneurs that listen to this show. But then I also have a lot of you all who have friends or entrepreneurs. And like I said, many of you all are going to have gifts birthed in 2019 that will show themselves to be really important when it comes to landing you right in this space of being an entrepreneur. And so if I could give you this advice now to help you, that's what this is. OK, so I want you all to just take a, a, a deeper look into this. And as I've given you all these statistics, man, I want to give you all a few things that I believe can help us. Right. For those of us who are just completely tired, maybe you're ready to throw it in the towel on your business, on this this witty idea or invention or whatever it might be. You are so over it and you feel like nobody cares and nobody supports you and you're running out of money and you're trying to make ends meet and you're, you're keeping enough to just try and get by. But you got to make sure taxes are taken care of and you got to make sure that you provide your own health care, which costs a million dollars a month. I get it, guys. And I just want to encourage you all. Right. Don't let the startup statistics or the frustration from what you're experiencing right now as an entrepreneur um, to put to, to put you in a position to where you decide to quit or to put off. Like for those of you all who might not be entrepreneurs yet, don't allow these statistics or the struggles that will come that are inevitable to put you off, right? Like you've got to be able to do it, right? And nothing beats a fail but a try. So we've got to move forward in doing this. And I got, uh, I want to say six points that I want to give you real quick on ways that I have been able to kind of navigate this space, even in the hard moments, right? Because we all have ebb and flows, right? This helps when times are good, but it also helps when times are bad. The first 
is being able to live within or below your means, right? Assess what's important for you currently. Many times we buy and get stuff and we attain different material items or we spend money frivolously on things that we don't need. Um, i.e. the materials, the clothes, the shoes, all of these different things that serve us no value right now. Um, the entertainment, we, we put money out on that. We put a ton of money out on food, eating out, right? And guys, I kid you not, I, I remember looking through bank statements where I would easily spend $800 a month just eating out. Like I was going to restaurants multiple times a day because I was making good money. Like a five-figure speaking check was great and oh, I'm good because I got it coming right back. But if I can be completely honest with you, in younger, uh, incompetent and ignorant Richard at that time was not paying attention to the fact that, dude, you're living on the peaks right now, but valleys are coming. There will be valley moments, right? And not just from a, a natural standpoint, yes, because of how money flows or because of how business flows for a particular year. But then also, too, just from a faith standpoint, when when come on, when God doesn't see you being a good steward, it's very hard for you to continue to attain wealth because you're using it frivolously. And because you can't be trusted because of that, you cannot be trusted. And this was me. So taking five figures and blowing it easy because I felt like I was going to get it right back. And that came back to bite me real hard. So what am I saying? Guys, we got to make sure that we aren't eating our blessings away, that we aren't spending our blessings away on things that we don't need right now in this moment. Right. Second point that I want to give you when you get money, it's so important for you to think for the long haul and manage it as such. Right. Not allowing your financial frustrations to discourage your willingness to create willingness. Guys, and. I'm going to break that down in a second. I think I might have actually said that wrong. I was, I was supposed to be two points. So let me go back. The second point is when you get money, think for the long haul and manage it as such. Boom. So I'm actually giving you seven points and not six. Sorry about that. And so the reason why this is important is because if you can learn to invest into yourself and save now and invest for the long haul, it's going to set you up for more success and it'll lighten the blow of everything that tries to hit you later on in life. Um, going back to my first point, when I talked about living within your means, if you want to put your money into anything worthwhile, I would really encourage you, highly encourage you to put it in investing into your craft putting it into investing into your gifts, taking advantage of seminars, of, of webinars, of classes, of, of mentorship training, whatever it might be, something that you believe can really help you in the long haul where you can not only learn how to do it, but then you can also learn how to do it for others and start teaching them as well. This puts you in a position where you are no longer the man that just gets the fish you are the man that knows how to go out and get the fish now. And that is so important for us in the space of entrepreneurship. My third point, guys, financial frustrations will come. They happen. I get it. And it, emotionally, we crumble. We crumble. But I need you all to know that your job is to not allow your financial frustrations to discourage your willingness to create. 
Notice what I said, your willingness. Many of us can still possess the ability to create even in hard times, but the real test comes with are we willing to still create in hard times? Because we're so frustrated, we're so upset with where we are in life, with what's taking place, and because of that, we immediately shut down. That is not our position. That is not supposed to be where we are in entrepreneurship. As an entrepreneur, I need to let you know that you don't have the time, space, or capability to shut down when you get frustrated because of finances not being where they're supposed to be or because of financial frustration. You do not have that kind of time and freedom to do it. So you got to get your feelings and emotions in check immediately so that you can get back in the race and figure this thing out. You were created to create, which means that even though you might, you look, your ability is there and now your willingness has to match with it. You have to be willing to match that that ability to create when you feel like crap, when your bank account is in the negative, when your money is low, when you are not getting support, you still got to come every day with the same energy and bring that same fervor and willingness to the table to see this thing through, even when you're doing it by yourself. So don't, don't allow your financial frustration to discourage your willingness to create. My fourth point for you, if you're working a job, be good with sacrificing your time after you get off. Now, this is for my entrepreneurs who still work nine to fives or maybe you're working part time. You don't want to give side piece time to your full time dream, which is the business or the brand or the product that you are creating or that you are pushing out. Many times, one of the things I notice from those who want to be entrepreneurs but still work in the workplace is that they will go and work hard. They will grind it out at that nine to five joint. And I get it, we're tired, but we get tired so much to the point that we keep putting off the work that we need to do for the thing that will help us. We go hard for the dream of somebody else from nine to five, from eight to five, from nine to six, second shift and graveyard. But then at the end of the day, when it's time to invest into our dream, we're tired because we're spent from giving so much to somebody else. And my encouragement for you is that you're going to have to dig into the season of sacrifice. You are going to have to learn to dig in and sacrifice for the moment. Yes, you're going to be tired. Yes, you're going to feel very lethargic. There are going to be some days where you just like, blah, listen, it is a season of sacrifice. It's not a lifetime. It's a season. And you've got to be able to take advantage of that season. Guys, and here's the thing. Work smart and not hard. If you can learn what you need to do in order to make this thing efficient, you don't have to work as hard, which means you won't be as tired. This is why the investing into yourself is so important. Maybe consider the time that you have in between breaks Maybe even the work that you're doing at your job. Many of y'all, listen, I got friends. I see the timeline feed on Facebook and Instagram. Mogs be, look, on the internet, on social media, at the job, because all you're doing is working at the desk right now and you ain't really got much going on. What could you be doing with that time? That 40 minutes that you spent working through your time feed on all of the Insta snaps and the face the books and all of it, right? 
that 40 minutes, that hour, that time you spend throughout the day, man, you could be pulling up a screen, typing out your business plan, vision casting. You could be literally setting up your vision for 2019 right now when it comes to your business, your product, your brand, whatever it is you are bringing to the table. You could be putting that together right now. And it helps you because it saves you time when you get home and you're already tired from work itself or just from being at work itself. But man, if you find yourself at work and you got free time and you know you're not doing nothing with it, start considering using those breaks or that time in between where you're doing nothing and and, and be productive with it. I encourage you for those of you all that are working at. Now, the second part to this, because there is a second part for those of you all who aren't working, but call yourselves full-time entrepreneurs, you face another dilemma. Because our friends who work the nine to five, while they might not have the hustle down pack when it comes to the vision casting or investing into the dream just yet, they're sustainable with money. But on the flip side, my entrepreneurs who go full-time, you got the hustle and bustle down pack, but what you don't have is money. So I want to let you know that it is not beneath you to have a solid side hustle. It is not beneath you to have something that can bring you in sustainable income so that you aren't losing your head through the process of entrepreneurship. Guys, these are things like books, creating a book, writing a book. Y'all know, look, I'm doing book coaching. I can help you. Right now, the fee is not that much. 2019, this joker is going up. RichardTaylorJr.com, that's all I'm saying. Write a book. <clears throat> create a curriculum. Many of you have amazing experience. You can start consulting. You can become a freelancer using things like Elance or Fiverr, right? You can offer a service. Some of you all have skills when it comes to your hands. Some of you all have trades that you haven't used in a long time, but you're still efficient in, right? Guys, it is okay. Lyft and Uber if you have to, but it's okay to have a solid, a very solid side hustle. There is something out there for you that can help you to make ends meet as long as you need to. So we can't just tell our friends on one side who got the money to, to really gain the heart to hustle without telling you all that, look, you got to be able to sustain this thing because if you don't have money, the first thing that will happen is that you will work yourself into stress. And stress can kill you, literally, not just figuratively. Stress can take you out of this life. Guys, my next point for you, you got to start thinking of ways to build a team. And one of the things that I've done, like I talked about earlier in this podcast, you got to start looking at the circle of people around you. What friends are cheering you on? Look, you might only have three folks commenting on your post on social media when you're posting about your business and your brand. Reach out to them, folks. Figure out what is it about what I'm doing that that has you so intrigued, that has you so engaged and involved in this work. God, get to know the people who are currently supporting you because you will find out that a lot of your team members are in that. Look, it might not be a whole list of people right now. So that's fine. But for the few that are supporting you, you'd be surprised what gifts they have and how they could be a part of a team and helping you and you not having to worry about paying them right now because they just believe in you so much and they want to see this thing through and they understand what it's like. Look, I'm I'm just saying, sometimes we put a lot of emphasis on how difficult it is to create a team, but we're not paying attention to the supportive circles around us. 
my second to last point. You've got to be able to make sure um, that you don't lose faith when it comes to what you're currently seeing. This is not the end for you. This is not the final curtain call. This is not the end of your work. You are not yesterday's news. You aren't any of the things that you've been feeling emotionally lately. And I don't know who this is for, but you aren't the negative thoughts that have been looming in your mind and in your heart when it comes to your space and position as an entrepreneur. You might have come from a family of poverty. You might have come from a space and a position of lack. But this is not your final resting ground. You're not alone. And you got so much more to do and experience. So quitting right now is not an option for you. That's actually going to be my last point. Because I want to dive into this. For those who need it, taking everything that I just gave you and really unpacking that and figuring out what changes you need to make before this year is over. Have you casted a vision for 2019 yet? Guys, beyond 2019, have you been like me and maybe started this business but never truly casted a full vision like you, you had the vision for it, but you didn't follow up when it came to actually mapping out a plan. Did you fail to write the vision and make it plain? If so, there's no judgment. I want you to know that there's still time. But it's important for us to start paying attention. Man, a good friend of mine from Chicago, and when I say friend, I'm saying that from, he's a, a brother in Christ who I've learned a lot from just watching from afar and actually getting a chance to, to be around him a few times when I was still living in Chicago, Jamal Miller. Him and his lovely wife, um, man, they, they run an amazing ministry. The Young and Married Ministry, Married and Young, I hope I said that right, but Jamal talked about this not too long ago. He, he talked about the importance and how him and his wife actually took a, a quick trip to just take the weekend to cast vision for their business for the upcoming year. And I was inspired by that because it's been something that's resonated with me all year. I've been thinking about this more and more. I was like, man, the vision was cool for the first seven years. But, yo, like you seven years in now, you're married to an amazing woman you want to start a family at some point at the end of next year, going into 2020. Like you want to you want to buy a house. You want to do all these things. It's time for you to recast this vision, Richard. And you don't have time to wait. And I'm saying the same thing for each of you all that make it to this point of the podcast and listen in. It's time for you to cast that vision. For those of you all who have been scared to take the entrepreneur jump. Before you jump reach out to somebody. And as you're doing that, start casting the vision. If you don't have the vision, look, pray and ask God to give you one. Ask God to allow your vision to speak to the very thing that you're passionate about and to also speak to the very thing that you're good at because I guarantee you that you will find a continuity with those three things. And when you do, 
you will begin to be able to write out a vision for where you want to be, what you want to do, and what you want to accomplish. And then we can find ourselves in a position to where we as entrepreneurs aren't living in poverty anymore because we've taken these practices, we've learned to live within our means, we've learned to be responsible with our income, we've learned to build a team from those who have supported us. We understood that we weren't bigger than getting a side hustle to make ends meet and to make sure that we can keep the lights on and that bills paid and food in our house. And we've learned to not allow our emotions to get the best of us to start speaking to our willingness to create things. Not just relying on our ability, but truly being willing to continue to create when things seem to be at their worst. And we move from this space of being entrepreneurs that are living in poverty to entrepreneurs who are starting to practice what it takes to be prosperous. And after practicing it, come on, because first natural, then spiritual, that's the word, right? After practicing it for so long, God got his eye on you. God sees you. And in God seeing you, he knows that you are being a good steward. And so your practice is going to start producing good fruit. That's your position. And as you produce good fruit, you start living in prosperity. You start living in wealth, not just from the financial aspect. You're wealthy in spirit. You're wealthy in character. You're wealthy in how you love and treat people. And then you're wealthy in what you can help others create in the process. Guys, you're not losing in life. You're not failing. You are simply between the dream to every entrepreneur out there. I just want you to know that you are not alone. This is not one of those things where you're fighting by yourself. So please don't give up and never give in. Guys, I love you and I want to see you win in everything you do. If you want to get in touch with me, you can do so by hitting me in the DMs, Jr. on Instagram. You can email me, booking at richardtaylorjr.com. You can also check out my work at my website, richardtaylorjr.com. I love you guys. Talk to you all Friday. Peace.